After three years of the cold shoulder, Australia and China's trade ministers have held their first talks virtually and it's resulted in an invitation for Minister Don Farrell to visit Beijing. While it's being hailed as a diplomatic breakthrough, the two nations are still at loggerheads over the trade bans China imposed in 2020. Dr Jeff Raby was Australia's ambassador to China from 2007 to 2011. He's now a non-executive board member of the Chinese-backed mining company Yang Coal, and he joins you now. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Patricia. Realistically, could any changes to relations have been made in this 90-minute meeting or was it largely symbolic? Well, I think the meeting came as a result of changes that have been happening in the bilateral relationship since the election of the Albanese government uh, last May. And I think uh, the Prime Minister, but particularly the Foreign Minister, Penny Wong, has been laying the ground for this uh, this meeting for some time. So it's not something that's uh, out of the blue. It's It's really... Uh, further step uh, in the normalisation of the bilateral relationship. Yes, it's built to this stage. Why is China keen to pursue relations with Australia? Well, China's got a big commercial interest in Australia. Australia is a very important uh, member of the uh, Asia-Pacific. We have had a long, you know, we're celebrating 50 years of bilateral relations with China. Uh, and there's a there, there's a lot in the relationship that's of interest to both sides. So uh, it's perfectly normal that uh, uh, China would, like we want to, uh, move the relationship back to a more normal basis. Um, and it has been a very long time since trade ministers have spoken. Uh, and there are many other issues, not just in the bilateral relationship, but in the WTO, uh, regional trade arrangements. There's a big agenda uh, that needs our minister speaking. So it's all to the good. There are existing trade issues between Canberra and Beijing. China still has trade bans on Australian wine and barley. It's an issue before the World Trade Organisation. What's your take? Will it be resolved outside of the World Trade Organisation? Is that the direction it's heading in? Um, I mean, it could be. And and there is, you know, with with the the invitation from Minister Wong to Minister Farrell to come to Beijing, uh, that would suggest that they that a a resolution is at hand. Um, But, of course, it's a negotiation and China will want to try and add things to the agenda that it sees in its interest. I think investment is one area where China uh, uh, would like to uh, see a a better bilateral environment. Uh, But on the other hand, there is a clock ticking in the WTO with respect to mine and barley, and the barley uh, panel may actually be reporting in the next couple of months. So that complicates things. But um, uh, essentially, I think all of it's moving in the direction of a resolution. And mind the you, government... I should say, yeah, yeah, go these, 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 these measures should never be these measures should never be imposed in the first place. They've been utterly counterproductive for China. Um, but we're now in a situation where China just can't drop the measures uh, in one go uh, without losing face. And so. I think we're looking at a diplomatic package that will wrap all this up and uh, enable both sides to step back and to get back to a more normal trading relationship. Yeah, China's trade minister says the meeting was about building mutual trust. Can the Albanese government really trust their Chinese counterparts? Well, I think that's part of why these actions were so counterproductive for China. Uh, It's raised a question not just in Australia, but uh, around the world. And China has to work on uh, rebuilding uh, a big part of that relationship 
um, and 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 reestablishing trust, uh, absolutely. But uh, we have to try it. I mean, it's a diplomatic issue, and uh, uh, not talking or not engaging is not going to uh, help at all. Beijing uh, issued an invite for Don Farrell to visit in the near future. How soon could he be getting on a plane and going? And how, I mean, there's obviously business is desperate for this to be resolved quickly. Is there a chance it will be resolved quickly? Well, one would hope so. And and I don't think um, uh, Minister Wong would have been issuing the invitation if there wasn't a landing place for this discussion. By that, I mean, they, they both sides by now uh, know what the outcome is going to be. China will remove its measures in one way or another. Um, and China will try and package that in a way where it doesn't seem to be losing face. Um, but certainly uh, the Australian Prime Minister would not be invited to go to China if um, his Chinese counterpart had nothing to offer. Climate change was identified as an area for closer cooperation. What can be done in that space? Well, that's a, I mean, that's a, a, a very interesting one. I think there's a number of of uh, regional and multilateral issues where Australia and China can cooperate uh, well. Um, and of course, energy should, security should be there. I mean, China's a huge importer of energy and massively dependent on imported energy sources. And Australia's a massive exporter of energy. So I think in this space, there's quite a lot of uh, uh, scope for creative diplomacy. Now, the meeting was set against the backdrop of an American fighter jet downing a Chinese balloon over the US, sparking fresh tensions, as you know, between Beijing and Washington. Does this pose a risk to Australia's efforts to stabilise the bilateral relationship with Beijing? I don't, uh, I, I don't think so. I, I think uh, we'll see Washington and Beijing try and resolve this between themselves and uh, uh, put this to one side as quickly as they can. I think there will be... Uh, a time in the future, not far from now, when people are going to be asking the question, well, what, what balloon was that? Uh, and, of course, there's one over Latin America as we speak, I gather. And so you think it'll be resolved. What did you make of the shooting down of it? Was that appropriate? Oh, well, it was over um, uh, US airspace. US has the right to do that. Um, and, uh, I mean, the whole thing is quite bizarre, I think. Um, but... Uh, there's Why so do you think it's bizarre? Yeah, so I've heard a few spin. people say that. Well, um, uh, what was it doing there? Uh, what was its purpose? Why is there one over Latin America uh, at the same time? Um, and, 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 and where were the decisions made in Beijing? I mean, one thing we mustn't always assume that Beijing is some sort of uh, homogeneous place where um, one view prevails and uh, what we see happen reflects a united view in Beijing. What I'm suggesting is there could have been uh, various other currents, uh, political currents in Beijing uh, behind this as well. I mean, some people may have wanted to sabotage the Blinken uh, visit to Beijing, for example. Mm-hmm. During your time as ambassador, were you aware of Chinese balloons or other air vehicles unlawfully crossing interna- international airspaces? Uh, I can't recall. I'm sure if it did happen, I would have remembered. <laughs> yeah, it's the sort know. of thing you'd remember. I appreciate your time, Dr. So. Raby. Thanks for coming on the show. Okay, Patricia. Bye-bye. Dr. Jeff Raby was Australia's ambassador to China from 2007 to 2011. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.